This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to iFanboy Pick the Week number 597, brought to you by Harry's. Go to harrys.com right now and enter code iFanboy at checkout and get a trial shave set for free. That's harrys.com code iFanboy. And iFanboy listeners just like you. Fixed up 
Hello and welcome to iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 597. My name is Ron Richards and alongside me is my good friend Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And my arch nemesis, Josh Flanagan. You will rule the day, Richards. <laughs> Josh, uh, we're, we're glad you got you made bail. I was good, glad to see you. You got parole. Got parole. That's what very well. Thank you. I, I'm, uh, I'm, we, I'm super villainous now. Apparently. Okay. Apparently, uh, we are the gentleman from my fanboy. And every week we read a stack of comics, and one of us picks their favorite book, and we call that the pick of the week. We talk about that book. We talk about the other comics that came out this week. We talk about the book you want us, or at least the the subset of you that are supporting iFanboy patrons. Uh, that you want us to talk about in the patron pick. And uh, we'll read some of your email. We're going to have some chatting, some discussion, hopefully some laughs because we're here to have fun. But we don't want to spoil anyone's fun, so be warned. This is a review show. We're going to talk about what happened in the comics. So if you haven't read your comics, be sure to press pause and come back and listen later. And we might curse. So kids, plug your earmuffs. Earmuffs. Um, wow, you really it, prepared everything. Well, I have to do that with points. my seven-year-old. Everything that's going to happen, here's the thing. <laughs> That's what we think of you, audience. We are the gentlemen of iFanboy. I'd like to keep using that, too. This this week, Josh not only returned to the fray, but he had the pick. Josh, take it away. I, uh, yesterday, before I had finished my books, I think I'd only read a couple of them. I wrote in the uh, iFanboy Slack channel. I was like, well, I, I haven't finished reading yet, but... And Connor just goes, uh, Mr. Miracle? And I was like, I mean, unless something comes along that's better, he goes, there isn't. And I was like, okay, that's kind of what I thought. Yep. And And, I mean... You know what was nice is that uh, we are deluged by constant, like, this is coming and this team is is going to do the thing. And it used to, I feel like it used to happen less often. We were, we were not being marketed to quite as constantly, I guess, uh, probably because the methods of delivery were different. But, you know, it would be this team who did this other good thing is going to come and do a new project. And we've been through this a lot of times. Um, and a lot of times... It's trying to revisit something that already happened that wasn't as good. Like if they were to announce Matt Fraction and David Aja are now going to do, you know, Squirrel Girl. You'd be like, okay, I see. It's fine. Um, but what we have here is is a, a reunion of sorts of uh, Tom King and Mitch Garretts who had a, a wonderful run on the Sheriff of Baghdad, which was pick of the week uh, at least a handful of times or, or very Sheriff close to of it. Ba- Sheriff of Babylon? Yeah, it was originally Babylon. Sheriff of Baghdad, and I'm never yeah. getting over that. Babylon. That 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 second title, the the revamp title, never stuck with me. I guess, um, but it was announced, uh, you know, the three months ago that that uh, that team was going to get together on Mister Miracle, and I remember my first instinct was sort of a huh, and then as we kept getting closer, I I was finding myself getting more excited because um, we're we're in that really fun part of following creators uh, with both specifically their careers where you're watching them get better with all the projects as they really get comfortable, you know, in sort of the craft and what they can do and where they can push the boundaries. Um, so I was actually really excited about this, which is also usually a really good way to be like, yeah, it was fine at the end of it and have it be kind of a disappointment, but it wasn't at all. It was, uh, Mr. Miracle's everything that I wanted it to be. Um, and, and I say that at the same time where I'm not really sure what it is. <laughs> and I, no, mean I think that, that's yeah, that's part of the that's part of the myst, the mystery of it, right? Well, Mythos, there yes. is well, I mean, there's I read that and I don't know what it is, and then there's I read that and they really want to make me find out what this is going to be, and this was the latter. Um, there's definitely a mystery thing going on. You have um, basically Scott Free, who is Mister Miracle. <clears throat> One of the great Kirby creations of all time. I mean, he, he might be. I mean, like, he, of all the new gods, yeah. I think I definitely fall into the Mr. Miracle camp purely from costume design, yeah. character name, concept. 
you know, like all of those things, like it all just kind of clicks. And, and like, it's funny because, you know, through the years, uh, especially when we were doing a lot of the content on, on the iFanboy website years ago, we would talk about like iconic cover images and things like that. But like, you know, while I haven't read a lot of Mr. Miracle over the years, I know those covers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. you know, and to see and to see them referenced in this issue also was really well done too. But yeah, we but but yeah, Mister Miracle is up there as far as some of the, one of the greatest characters ever made. Yeah, that Nick Darrington cover that's actually the sort of main cover on this, not the yep. variant, is spectacular. I mean, really, it really is great. Yes. Uh, and, well, no, and, but I meant I meant I meant the legacy cover. Yeah, no, I know that like too. The, I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm just giving giving uh, uh, credit where due. Uh, you know, the thing is that like he's kind of silly. Like, he's the son of, uh, basically a god of the All-Father on Apocalypse. He grew up in the pit. Pie-Father. Pie-Father, sorry. All-Father's what? Is that Odin? Yeah. Yeah, Probably. I think so. They look Pie-father, exactly yeah. the same. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, literally, they were designed and drawn by the same person. Um, and, and, but he's also kind of a circus performer at the same time. So, like, and his name is Scott Free, which is kind of a silly pun, and you know his his wife is is Big Barda, who also grew up in Apocalypse, and it, like it's this weird combination of sort of silly, campy stuff along with really sort of heavy stuff all at the same time, um, and it's also fifty years or forty years old plus, and it it kind of it's just strange. It's comic book strange in like a really great way, and so he, he's the son of a very important politician who just wants to be in show business. Okay, makes more makes you know sense I mean? that like way he's, too. He's a uh, he he wants he's a performer. Yeah, he wants to perform. He doesn't want to deal with apocalypse nonsense. Yeah. I I like that I haven't actually been overexposed to apocalypse as a concept. Like it shows up every once in a while, and there's little bit. Like I haven't read tons of it. It's just like Ron said. Um, but it's so interesting that you see somebody come in and sort of play with the characters and how they all interact and their sort of family connections, you know, when, when Orion shows up and, and sort of treats him, treat him like, you know, like he's back on Apocalypse. And I love that dynamic so much. So yeah. Orion is Darkseid's son who was raised by Highfather and Scott Free is Highfather's son who was raised by Darkseid. So you have that, that, that dark mirror image between the two of them they could, and they could not be more different. Right. Um, but they share this weird connection. And I love that, that relationship. I also love the fact that this whole book is drawn in the original Kirby designs, mm-hmm. and uh, Orion showed up in Hal Jordan this week, and he was he was wearing the new two costume and he looked terrible. Yep. There is a new. I, 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 noticed, I don't, I I don't even know what that looks like, but I don't want to. Like, come on, why would you do that? Um, so I'm going to talk about this book in two ways. Uh, one is the way that it uh, the story appears to be, um, because there's there's a hint that maybe all is not as it appears to be. So if we're just talking about it on the surface. It also had that sort of combination of really serious and heavy, but also kind of wacky. So you've got what on the one hand appears to be a suicide attempt uh, by Mr. Miracle, um, presumably so that he can escape death, uh, you know, the greatest escape of all time. But then there's also strange sort of scenes like where, where he's walking on the beach with the High Father, oddly enough. Which was fantastic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, we're, we're getting... pants rolled up. Yep. We're getting to do wacky... <laughs> And serious all at the same time. And that's a tough balance. And uh, I think Tom King strikes it really well. I think uh, Mitch is a really good... He's he's really good at doing it. And also, like after the sort of deadly serious... This is not totally unlike Sheriff of Babylon. But after, but that thing was like without, you know, any irony or, or, or humor. Well, it's, it's totally very much in line with the vision. Yeah, that's true. But it's but uh, it's Mitch that weird sort of what is going on here. Mm-hmm. 
um, it, you know, taking a familiar character, putting them in this unfamiliar position, and and putting putting them a, gr- a weird group around. It very much felt yeah. like the se- sequel to the Vision. Well, but, yeah, but it, but th- but this felt, but like whereas the Vision felt like it was, you know, the kind of this this sad tale of suburbia and a family, and and like, but there was like links to the world around it. Where this this to me felt w- way more personal and insular than the Vision. Um, you know, because, you know, because, you know, it opens up with, you know, a suicide attempt, right? Which is not, you know, which, which is, is very kind of, you know, very as personal as it gets. Right. And then, and then, you know, the majority of the book takes place in their living room, you know, in him and Barter's living room, you know, and then, and, you know, the, the one scene on the one scene on the beach is where, you know, all father is visiting him and telling him that Orion is, hi father, sorry, damn it, Josh. Um, but, uh, Baghdad. Um, you know, but he's giving him the update on what's going on with Darkseed and, you know, Dark, Dark Side. Side. I know, um, you know, and, and then we get the, you know, the one little flashback or not flashback, the one, but the scene with Oberon, which is, you know, a tip that maybe things aren't as what we're, as what we're perceiving. Um, I didn't know, I know Oberon I just, was dead until they said it. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, neither did I. But then I was like, oh, he's dead. Okay. Um, I, I'm I wondering that was if this revealed here. I, I yeah. mean, that's. I mean, I don't know that that's happened before. Oh, see, I'm wonder- if it had happened somewhere, I wouldn't have known about it either way. These, these characters if- haven't really showed up at the, in the new Fifty Two well, very much at all. So that's one of the things that I really like about it because there's a rich history history behind these characters. But I don't really know them all that well, so I don't have a lot of expectations about what they're supposed to act like. I've seen them, you know, in cameos in cartoons or in you know in books here and there. They've shown up in a Justice League book or whatever, but I don't really have a. This is how this character is. Um, which I like. Um, it sort of I feel like like gives them a lot of latitude. I like the bits where I I I really like the hints at the, I like the way that it was done when they were like trying to tell you that something is wrong. Hey, your eyes are brown. No, they they've always been brown. weren't they blue? That kind of little bit. How and so it puts everything after that into question. Yeah. Well, I, the, I also, the question is: Has Darkseid in fact achieved right. the anti life equation, and has is he now reshaping reality? Um, that would be one of the questions that this book brings up. Uh, which so didn't somebody ask us that recently about the anti-life equation? I just I feel like that was in an email. We but, did. Um, we had a question. I don't think you were on the show, so who knows what Ron and I. I think said. I heard you guys talk about it, probably incorrectly, but it doesn't matter. Um, oh sure. Ron, was your first exposure to Mister Miracle the, the Giffen books? Yes. Yeah, me, mine too. Me too. Yep. Um, I'm wondering, uh, going back to Oberon, if there's some. Uh, significance to the fact that in the art, which we haven't even talked about the art yet, by the we're way, we're going to. But yeah, um, that there's a there's the the Scotch tape over Oberon's eyes in two panels. Where's that? Oh, geez, it's like as right? an effect. Right. Wow. So yeah, oh, so I don't, yeah. yeah, so I don't know if that's if that's just you know, M- Mitch, uh, Jared's the artist, you know, adding some you know aging, you know, kind of like that sort of huh. thing, or but like the fact that it only happens twice and it's both over close ups of Oberon over his eyes. I I, I find interesting. It's, it, it, yeah, so I don't know who knows, but yeah, uh, Jared's definitely over impressed on this issue with the art. You know, like you know the you know main you know the twelve panel grid nine panel grid. Sorry, not twelve panel. <laughs> You know the nine panel grid throughout, which him? we know that, which we know that Tom King loves um, and works really well. But just like the, you know, like the thing is, is like with this aging, um, there's also the Scotch tape on the first page with the kid with the, with, on the sorry on the on the third page with the kid telling the story about God, drawing God, um, yeah. and the Scotch tape is over his eyes every time. Interesting, huh. but 
um, w- when you're doing that kind of dot pitchy, you know, I'm going to age the panels with tape and the edges and stuff like that, that can either go horribly wrong or or it's when it goes right is the kind of thing that I love. And this went right in so many in so many ways. This is the best thing he's drawn, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, one of the things we were talking about the beginning scene, for, for, there's a lot of like effects, a lot of art effects, a lot of, you know, paint, uh, paint on, you know, paint on the page. Yep. Uh, the, the effect that Jock used in Witches. Yep. But uh, to me, the scene that told me this was, that made me feel like the vision was when Bart is sitting in the waiting room in her full costume and headgear next to all the regular people. And it was, it's, it looks ridiculous, but it's also not ridiculous because she's really upset. It just, this feels very much like, He's he's telling a, a series of stories that are in this weird tone. Well, and, and, uh, and, yeah, and and the thing is, is that like with the nine panel grid, you can't help but to think of Watchmen, and then yeah. even with even with the with the middle interlude with the with Mister Miracle on a talk show, you can't help but to think of Dark Knight, right? Right. And so yes. and and so yeah, so I feel like that uh, that Tom King and Mitch Jarrett are, are like saying like to me. Which, by the way, the 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 uh, effects on the panels on the TV show to give you that sense of like an old TV show with the wavy lines and things like yeah. that, very well done, very well done. But to me, that tells me like I'm, we're telling a story in the language of those books, not the other stuff over here at DC. So that's why when we said we didn't know if Oberon was alive or not, I just took it for face value because I don't see this as related to anything going on in DC right now. Right. Which is kind of how he felt about the vision, even though at the end, yeah. it, you know, his daughter joined the champions. It felt to me that book didn't feel like it was part of the Marvel universe at all. Yeah. In the same way, that's why. That's why I keep going back to the vision with this. Um, um, I didn't get Sheriff of Babylon, even though it's the same creative team. I got the vision totally when reading this. Right. Either way, though, I gr- the art is the best he's ever done. So. Right, and also his name is Garrods, not Jareds. So. I'm I, sorry, Jareds. Like that's the thing is that I like. I like his art a lot. I, I always have, and it's uh, it's really fun to watch it evolve. It's not even just the sort of the figure drawing, the way that things are, but the literal production of it. Like, he does everything. He's done the coloring. He's yeah. done the video effect over the talk show part. He did the, the tape in there. Um, it's ne- it's next-level stuff. It's definitely yeah, next-level stuff. Yeah, I mean, basically, like, you're, you, you, I read this, and I was like, oh, he leveled up since, since the last thing, which means that, you know, it means that they're excited. It means that they're they want to put a lot into it. They want to impress. They want to do a good job, and and you can always feel that out of a comic book page every single time, um, and it works here. Like it doesn't always work, but here it 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 was just it. I was having a high anticipation for it, and it delivered on everything. I can't wait to read the next one. Like this is special stuff. The only problem is at the end of it, I think you know I think the same thing. Like who is this for? And then I think oh it's for me, and I think uh oh. Well, no, but that's but that's the thing is that like it's for uh, everybody for, for, who likes for, these characters. Sure. Yeah, I mean, right. It, it's and and the, the the main takeaway from this that I have is that this is an example of you give creators leeway to do what they want. Yeah. Right. I, I can't imagine that there's anybody that Dan Dio was like, hey, let's get those guys put on Mr. Miracle, see what they do. Whatever. You know, like Tom and Mitch have a story that they want to tell and DC is smartly getting out of their way. Um, and that's what we need more of in comics, I think, if you ask me. But to your point, Josh, who is this for? This is for all of us who appreciate good comics, yeah. and this will it will potentially win an Eisner or yeah, potentially you know get be, be on lists and things like that. And it'll probably do great in the book in the book market. This, although I've been seeing, you know, I was monitoring retailer chatter to see how it's going. It seems like retailers not only you know the hype on this, a lot of the retailers I keep in touch with, you know, ordered a lot on it and still sold out. 
So like it's it seems like there might be like you know that the weird kind of moment where a critically acclaimed book is also getting hyped with the fans and then getting bought. So if that's all happening in all cylinder, then bravo guys. Well, Mr. Miracle isn't is not a not popular character. Um, yeah, he's yeah. on the Justice all the people, cartoons. All the people who are my age and our age, or who who grew up reading Giffen and Demetrius, he was a huge part of that team. So you have a you have a strong connection to Mr. Miracle. Well, I just want to back up for a second round and. There was talk at Comic-Con this year, and it was widely reported to Dio and yep. Jim Lee, whether or not you believe them or not, want to start doing more of these prestige projects where they just let the creators run with these characters and not worry about continuity and things like that. So we'll see if that actually comes to pass. But I think DC is finally seeing the value of the, in the evergreen book market, which yeah. they used to feel. And then Dio's never been that guy, so it went away during his regime. But I think it's finally coming back around that the market is finally really changing. Yeah. And they, they feel like they if they have more of these kind of books they can put into a hardcover and have on the shelf forever, uh, they'll be a much better, healthier company. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at it for years and years and years and years and years, Watchmen and Dark Knight were always the in the top 10 or 20 books sold uh, in comics and graphic novels, you know, and then that's yeah. changed in recent years because other companies have gotten wise to it and, you know, and been able to, you know, Walking Dead have, you know, become phenomenons and things like that. But, you know, like I think if these if that it, it, Connor, if DC is wise enough to make that assertion and make that change, then bravo, that's what they should be doing. So good. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. But you're right, Josh. This, this, I mean, I was looking forward to this, you know, from the creative team, from the character standpoint. I love yeah. the new gods. And I was, I, I, I saved it for last because I was worried. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody was talking about it. People were tweeting at us and their patrons were saying stuff about it. And I was, I was trying to avoid the hype. People posted fo- uh, a panel on our Twitter page, which was not cool. Um, uh-huh. But it, it lives up to every, every. Yeah, I read it every first for that. I, I want this ahead of everything. And also, this was the second most voted patron pick book of yeah. this week. So yeah, so we're gonna read that though, people. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing away your vote. Yep. Um, so obviously, I mean, all three of us would would made this a pick. Yeah, I think there's no there's no way it couldn't have been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, nice. it's a rare book that the three of us all love. Like yeah. that, so yeah. it must be it's hitting something. But I mean, a normal week, killer be killed number eleven, you know, would have made a strong case. I think it was. I, I really like the direction it's taken. Mostly just because there appears not to really be a demon, which was really exactly. a sticking point. Exactly. <laughs> now your heart is open. You can let the book back in. Now he's just <laughs> crazy. What was it it's, about this issue that jumped out to you? Well, I mean, I, I've I've loved every issue of this. Yeah. Um, but. It's just utterly. I think the character that Brubaker's created here is really interesting. He's battling a lot of demons, not literally, but in his head. Um, it's you know he. I had forgotten, I guess, about this scene where it opens up. I guess it was the first scene yep. from the first book. But uh, you know he he had turned a corner in the last issue where he realized he, he there was no demon. He didn't have to kill people. He was going to stop. And then, as as all these stories go, he's pulled right back into it. I loved his little manifesto to the Daily News. Uh, maybe because I've been reading a lot of Son of Sam articles because it's it's been the anniversary week, um, but uh, I just I think this is really interesting. I love the the Richard Nixon joke. I love that yeah. bit that nobody knew who, that didn't know who he was. He's like, Come on, <laughs> which is how I, I feel all the time. I just think for you know Sean Phillips is terrific. Brightweiser's colors. I mean, this is a book that hits all, all cylinders. I think every month. Every time it comes out. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, I know it, we we've talked a lot about Brubaker and Phillips over the years, and how things are great. And Fatal was great for a certain reason, and then the the what was the, the last one? The, the Hollywood, Hollywood one. one. 
the you know, the Hollywood. I forget, I forget the name of it. Well, clearly that was so great. We're great. But like, th- aren't we great? This, this is this is this is great. This is just great. Well, it's delightful to be honest. He, he's, he's an interesting character. He's a not. I mean, they they excel at that that film noir thing where a regular regular guy gets in over his head, right? Usually because of a girl or something. But the fade out. You know this this the fade out. This is a guy. This I like this main character a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, not personally, but as a character, I'm reading a book. I like him. He's very interesting. Well, yeah, I think um, he's 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 conflicted. It's like it's a it's a it's an interesting situation. The the history with his dad and the art and all the stuff that his relationships like it's hitting on a lot of different levels and notes. You know, not just the vigilante thing. You know, so. you know, and, and he he's killed bad people mostly. So it's he's he. It's an it's, he's a vigilante, but he also you know some who who us hasn't thought of for a minute. Maybe we should just shoot that guy, you know, like maybe maybe it, we shouldn't say, talk about that out loud. <laughs> you know, oh, man, some horrible uh, kind of weather's over there right now, guys. Is it nice out today? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, no, I mean it's definitely it's intimately re- relatable, and then now that it's taking more of a mental illness kind of thing, I think it's honestly more relatable, you know, where it's like, you know, I mean, you know, this is, you know, this guy has a problem, and now he's dealing with it, and how it affects his life, and we, we were kind of re- we were annoyed that there was a demon, but now we're kind of relieved that there's not a demon. But after reading this, I'm like, I don't know if there's a demon or not, and I kind <laughs> of li- I like that ambiguity. Oh, it's a metaphor for demons. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you guys are still reading. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about Secret Empire. Me too. Okay, I didn't well, put John, it on the list, and then you did, and I was like, all right. Well, no, no, you put Secret Empire just on our in the later part of the portion, but I moved it up because okay. I don't know if you read Captain America 25 or not. No. Okay, great. So let's talk about Secret Empire, <laughs> and then I'll fill you in on Captain America 25. I, I found that if I like the artist, I like the book. That's, that's how yes. this book works for me. You yep. put Daniel Acuna on it? And his team of people who do quote unquote art, um, then then I'm good. If you if you have uh, who is the other guy, the the Andrea Sorrentino, I like it. Everything other than that, I was like, I don't like this. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, it's Francis all you and yeah, yeah. yeah. So 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 we got Daniel Kuna, which is great. And this is also kind of like I feel like we're in the last hill, like we're coming down oh, the. I hope. the yeah, on the roller coaster, like it's the last, you know, we're at the top and now it's sliding down. And now the heroes are fighting back. Sam Wilson is back as Captain America. The, the, they got the shield down around Earth and and they're they're striking back. And it's a big kind of like sea change issue. Very heroic. Very, you know, like we've seen um, it before. We know how well, this we, goes with superheroes. Yeah, like exactly. Then. Um, very very predictable in that regard. I thought, you know, like, oh, of course, this is what. But of course, the heroes are going to win, right? This is what's going to happen, you know. Um, they they they. I, I, for a moment, I thought we had Electro, but it turns out it's Blackout with a very similar Electro mask. Yep. Um, but they 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 they. Which I they, guess Mar- would make it a five. Yeah. So I mean, on a scale, I mean, if Electro is a one, or Blackout is at least a three point seven five. Is it closer to him because it's similar to him? I think it's closer. I'm going okay. closer. So yeah, two, yeah, yeah. All right, so two, with, with two and a Electro half. being one and Blackout being two and a half. <laughs> where does Hell what is, is, where does Hell what is Helmet Mr. fit? What is Mr. Miracle? <laughs> oh, he's a 10. Oh, he's a 10. Absolutely, he's a 10, yeah. Wait, but if one is Electro... Right, if one is Electro, then clearly Mr. Miracle is a 10. I mean, Electro is one of the best costumes ever, and Mr. Miracle is one of the best costumes ever. Don't question it. It's a curve? <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, no, but so they 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 remove the blackout dome around New York City. It's everyone's cheering. It's all great. And then then the la- the, the the issue ends with the big twist that uh, turns out uh, Namor duped. Uh, Captain America and, and and Bucky is alive and he's on board and everyone's jumping into action. They're ready to go. Um, and but then it ends with the reminder that the Cosmic Cube little girl still exists. Hmm. Yeah, there's so, a but lot no, to like good. and there's a lot not to like. The thing that was interesting to me was there was this big dip in the middle where the heroes didn't do it. So there was six yeah. pages where. They didn't succeed. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That never happens. And then like they were like, nah, nah, Quasar's here. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, so now, did you find yourself um, lost or wondering anything about this issue? Uh, the Captain America thing? Yeah, the Captain America Basically, thing. So one of the his big character had it turned, but I'm used to being lost and confused in this, so I just roll. Well, Go ahead, though. I'm happy, I'm happy to fill in the blanks with Captain America 25 um, because it's also relevant to our interests and ours being iFanboy. Um, because uh, so as part of Secret Empire number eight, one of the big aspects was is that Sam Wilson came back as Captain America and they determined that they don't need the entire Cosmic Cube. If they have shards of the Cosmic Cube, that has a limited amount of power in a radius around the shard. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're using that to their advantage. OK, fine. Whatever. Um, you might wonder how they got those pieces of the Cosmic Cube, considering that's uh, that Steve Rogers had gotten them all. So Captain America. 25 comes out, and if you remember, Captain America has been split into Captain America Sam Wilson and Captain America Steve Rogers. Yep. Right. Right. So when this came out, Captain America 25, I was like, well, which one is it? And it has <laughs> both of them on the cover, right? Which is a clever kind of, uh, you know, they're bisecting kind of thing. And this fills in all the blanks of any question marks that you might have about Secret Empire number 28. Um, it involves, you know, eight, it, it eight, show- eight. I'm sorry, eight. Se- sorry, eight. Secret Empire number eight. It's got it shows Sam Wilson kind of giving his speech to the heroes and telling them to be Avengers again and how they're gonna, you know, they're making they're formulating their plan. And their first task is they're going to uh, liberate the prison that's keeping the inhumans in prison, right? Oh no. And so they do that and they um, they uncover a inhuman. I just got I, to this. I kid you though, keep your mouth shut. I'm I kid going you to. the I kid you the fuck not. They meet an inhuman whose name is Barf, and his power is that he can throw up any object. <laughs> he vomits he's, objects into existence. He's not hold kidding. on, I'm hold on, I'm scratching this off my list of patron powers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, all right, Nick Spencer, maybe you're listening to the podcast more than you want to admit. I think so. Basically, <laughs> he says that. Um, if he can see something or visualize it or see a picture or whatever, but it has to be altruistic. What does that mean? Wow. That is. And and so they show him a picture of the cosmic cube shard and he vomits up a piece of the cosmic cube. I think I read this book when it was called Deus Ex Machina. (laughs) I just, I his name, not barf. Yeah, exactly. I put my comic book down and I was just like, I walked away. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. This is too much. Uh, Wasn't Barf uh, in Spaceballs? Yes, yes, he was. Yep. You. Yep. <laughs> I mean, fair play to you, Nick Spencer. Yes, you bravo. got away with that. Well done. <laughs> well done. So there's only one Captain America book now. I guess. I don't know. They, they merged. We don't know. I guess. I don't know. I don't work at Marvel. I'm gonna look it up. Well, they're all being—they're um, they're all being restart. The numbers are starting over. After, well, not starting over, but they're—they're they're going yeah. to the old numbering after generations. So I assume they'll be yeah, more. 
It makes sense. I just can't believe that there's a inhuman with the ability to vomit something into existence if it's altruistic. Like, I, I, I got Who decides if it's altruistic? I got to tip my hat. Judge? The, the I don't know. The Celestials? Isn't that where the humans get their powers from? I have no idea. So he says, so, he says, so Falcon says, Cap Falcon, Cap Sam, wait, if you can visualize it, you mean anything? And he goes, well, not exactly. It doesn't work every time. It's got to be something, I don't know, altruistic, I guess. Like it can't be a gun or anything. There's a size limit. And it helps if I can see an example first, just a wow, picture or something. That really sounds like our thing. <laughs> yeah, let's leave this to the professionals, Nick Spencer. <laughs> well, that, that brings up a sticky subject. <laughs> so, what are the odds so um josh have you read any of these generations books yet this is the second one phoenix and gene gray yes last week was hulk i'm barely aware of them okay, okay. uh That's ron no. yes if you take our discussion last week and con- command f hulk and then yep. command c gene gray and phoenix I, I would have the same reaction i don't same know same reaction yep i, I don't I mean, know what the fuck this is the only thing I wanted to highlight was that uh, you put RB, R.B. Silva on Uncanny X-Men or on whatever X-Men's called these days, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Yes, he should be doing X-Men Gold. He should be doing He's got. He's very Eminem-esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got great facial expressions. I'm looking at a panel of Jean Grey in a bikini, but where she's like biting her lower lip, thinking, like like really good that sort of stuff, good action. Um, uh, yeah, he's I, very I, Eminem-esque, actually. You're right. Yeah, very Eminem-esque. Um, uh, you know, great Galactus. I mean, Galactus was in this. So, I mean, like, so, <laughs> so the story, as, as last time, there's no real explanation. Young Jean Grey appears on a beach with a bunch of people having spring break or whatever and sees old, previously dead Phoenix Jean Grey there. It's, right in the per- it's in the period where Jean has just become the Phoenix. She hasn't eaten the planet yet, and she thinks the X-Men are dead. And so what did Jean do? She went on vacation. <laughs> Things are hard. Yeah. Great, but but you know, classic Phoenix costume that was awesome. Yep. But the one thing I did like with this issue was that they fought Galactus because yes, you don't often see the X Men fighting Galactus. Well, and it makes sense because Phoenix being the cosmic force and yeah. stuff like that. And then not only do they fight Galactus, but then then there's some Watcher interaction. Right, yeah. I liked Watu. I mean, I liked the art a lot. I liked the fight with Galactus. I liked Watu showing up and that whole thing. It just at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't know. What is happening? It just, Why it, is it, this, this happening? The, the story itself felt more old Marvel than anything yes. I've read in a yes. while. Yes, which which yes. is good, which I think is a good thing. But yeah, you're right. No explanation as to why Young Jean Grey gets there. No explanation of how she gets back. You know, like it's it's it, like I again we're we're lost without a compass in with this generations event. And you know? next, and I guess the, you know the teaser page next is Jean Grey number eight. But I don't. Right. I, mean, I thought this yeah. was supposed to be starting things over. I so did I. It's just it's a mess. So, but I enjoyed the art. So the art was great, and Galactus was great. Watu was great. Um, I like old old Jean Grey. Like that was, she was a great character. How long has she been dead now? Old uh, old Jean Grey. Yeah, old Jean Grey. She ain't what she used to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, oh God. It's she, been... she actually hasn't been resurrected, right? It's been what is the end? No, she came back after the more we did. We did this came up before, and I got in trouble because I just can't keep track. I think she's, right. I think she's been dead for like the third time. Mm-hmm. Um, did she die at the end of Morrison's run, the Sylvester books? Maybe. Or did she come back know. after that? It's been a while. It's been a while. I did don't you? know. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. She died. She died at the end of the end of the uh, what's it called? The with the white hot room stuff and the end song. Yeah. So there it is. Guys, right. if you could reach out through this microphone and touch my head, you'd feel it was smooth, smooth and soft. As you know, that's the first thing I do whenever I physically see you. Like you'll, and you'll if go this to w- talk, and I'll say, <laughs> "That's because I used Harry's this morning, just a few hours ago, to shave my head, as I do every morning, um, with my Harry's blade set." And I were happy to see some people on Twitter this week tweeting out their Harry's blade sets that they that they purchased, and they are seem to be enjoying them. So we'd like to see that. If you did, if you. If you bought a Harry's Blade set through these ads, please tweet us out. Let us know. Um, maybe it's awesome to see the people who are joining the Harry's Club, just like we are, just like we've been doing for years. And Harry's is great. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades. They're going to give you a trial set for free. How can you not do that? When you sign up for Harry's at harrys.com slash ifanboy, you only pay for shipping with just a few bucks. You get an entire set for free. Why do, why do you do this? Why should you? Well, Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price which is why over 3 million people have switched to Harry's. Jeff and Andy, just two ordinary dudes, just living life, were fed up with overpriced razors and started Harry's to fix shaving. They brought their own German factory with over 100 years of blade-making experience to ensure the highest quality, and all their products are backed by 100% quality guarantee. Harry's offers their blades at half the price of the leading five-blade razor by selling directly to you over the internet. So here you go. Here's how you get your free trial set from Harry's. It's $13 value for free. When you sign up, you just pay for shipping. The set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, a f- five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip, and a Ron's favorite trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel shave blade cover, which we all love. You can get your free trial set at harrys.com slash ifanboy right now. That's harrys.com slash ifanboy. Do it. You really, there's no reason not to. Just give can't, it a shot. Can't live without it. Love Harry's. Thank you, Harry's. At this point, um, it's just shipping. You can't. There's no reason not to give it a shot. Just give it a shot. Give it a try. Everyone I've everyone I've gifted Harry's to has converted and become a customer. So yes. join join the club. You have um, three family members who are on Harry's because of it. Jean Grey died in New X Men number one fifty four. I was correct. That's the Sylvester Grant Morrison issue. So it's been that was early two thousands. So it's been it's been a while. Almost twenty years. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Whew. We may or may not have a new team on Action Comics, and -hmm. I was a little surprised to see it. Um, Rob Williams, uh, whose work uh, we recognize from a bunch of things, including the the Royals' Masters of War, which we loved, and a a bunch of DC stuff, and um, Unfollow recently. So a good pedigree, and a surprising name, I thought. I thought, oh, that's interesting, as we start the only human uh, storyline, and then new artist Guillaume March, um, who I didn't like as much. I actually really like this a lot. First of all, maybe I was just happy it wasn't another history lesson. I don't that know if was Josh, the other you, book. I know you were gone last week. And we talked about it briefly, but uh, it was I was just happy to read a Superman adventure and not not be back in intro to history. Um, not good history either. But uh, I really like this, and I actually really liked the Guillaume March art because it felt very dynamic and emotional. Mm-hmm. And I like that when Superman gets emotional, and he's not just the stoic Boy Scout. And so he's he's screaming a lot in this issue. <laughs> uh, in the f- facial expressions, and I kind of like that. Although this does deal a lot with Lex, and I think that it's dumb, and I hope they deal with the fact that Lex is flying around in a Superman suit. I feel like Superman should be more more upset about this. I but feel yeah, like he's he, he's he's oddly okay with it. I feel like they haven't sufficiently dealt with the Lex thing, and yeah. all the different writers don't have the same take on it. So you're getting a different Lex in every book. 
Yes. Like, I feel like they need to send an email around and be like, how, what is he actually going to be like? Is he going to keep being a prick? Has he changed? Is he, I don't think they've worked that out. So it's hard to make sense of Lex. Like, we can't know where he's coming from because he's coming from a different place in every book. Or you mean maybe have like the editor? You know, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe somebody, maybe somebody overseeing. No, I mean, like it's like are, yeah. obviously the editor's not interested, so the writers should take it upon themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What if we work I, to make sure this makes sense? I mean, like you've worked in places where, like, hey, we should all get on board about this right now before it gets out of control. Yeah, good idea. You know, Superman appeared in some comic this week, and I don't remember which one it was, but uh, they the colorist two toned his belt, so you see how he's got the the S shield, but then it's it's next to the two red um stripes one of the stripes they had colored yellow the bottom stripe and the the split made it look really nice huh uh could bring a little bit of yellow back to his belt and i was like oh they should do that Mm -hmm. but they haven't done that anywhere else Uh, that that point of that thing is i I don't want that belt no detective comics well you again super penis is probably not that you know what uh move on move on uncomfortable detective comics 962 really quickly this ends the current storyline in which Zatanna, I said 962, didn't I? Uh, they said 952. Sorry, Karen. 962. In which Zatanna has been helping the crew out, and it's really, it's been a lot of it was about uh, Azrael. I don't really care about him, but I do care about the fact that at the end of the story, as Zatanna was leaving, one of the characters said to Batman, "I don't think your story with her is over." And he said, "God, I hope not." And I was like, "Yes," because wow. I've decided, I've decided that I'm on Batman Zatanna. Team, I'm Team Zatanna. That's who I'm on right now. Was it, was it, was it Paul Dini who really tried to make that a thing? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that was a good thing. And so they 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 dealt with it here. They were they first sort of liked each other when they were teenagers, and uh, this continues on now. And I just think that they're such an interesting, weird, weird team together, and romantically, that I love it. Yeah, the record is loving it. Yeah, I want that to be a thing. Make that a thing. All right. Um, well, in terms of making things a thing and talking about Stuart Immonen, as we were earlier, Amazing Spider-Man number 31 has uh, uh, got Spider-Man facing off against Hydra Doc Ock and Hydra Doc Ock uh, ignites an imp, which dis- which shatters Peter's uh, enhanced armory costume with the glowing spider. Ooh. And and it, it f- the whole costume falls apart to reveal him wearing his original non-glowing blue spider costume underneath. He's wearing two costumes. He was. They brought in Stuart Eminent for that, huh? He was prepared. He was. He was expecting an imp, so he put on his old costume, and and the this whole thing was basically Peter because Otto wanted all the Parker Industries and all the technology, so Peter just destroyed it all. And so I think I'm not. I don't want to write a check. I can't cash, but I think we can say goodbye to the glowing blue spider. So I I'm, I'm I haven't been reading this. That the other and Parker Industries too. That yeah. other Spider Man. Well, the, the, that's Doctor Octopus now. In the no, Spider Man is Spider Man. No, okay, but the other character who's in the, I guess, like the white and black with the green eyes, that's Doctor Octopus. Yeah, that's Doctor Octopus in a Spider Man esque costume. That's yeah. the same one who was the. He was Spider Man for a long time. That's yeah, yeah, he's got a new body now, thanks to Jackal. It's a long story. But I don't want to get into. Now he's a it. villain. He's always been a villain. He was he was a villain when he was Spider Man. I thought he wasn't. Well, he was pretending to be Spider Man, but he okay. was still Otto. Otto okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought he. You should go back and listen to the podcast where no. we talk about. No, I don't. Want, I don't want. I. I'll, this is the only context in which I want to know the information. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boy. So do you think? Do you think they're restarting Spider Man? Bringing uh, back the basics. Maybe. Hopefully, maybe. Look how we'll see. good he looks. Yeah, looks good, especially look at, by Eminem. Yeah, I know. I know. You're gonna have a guy come in and be like, "Look how good it can look." Eminem's yeah. a really good Spider Man artist. He's great. I mean, you could well, take did, you could take Spider-Man, Spider-Man out of that Spider-Man. sentence. I know. Yeah. Just 
He's just a great artist. Did either um, of you read the Newsboy Legion and the Boy Commando special? No. No. Oh, wait, no, I did. Our, I did. I did because there's Chaken, and I wanted to get some Chaken some Chaken back in my life. Doing the Newsboy Legion and the Boy Commandos in, in, in another one of those Kirby tribute books, and this was terrific. It included cameos by Ernest Hemingway and Ernie yep. Pyle and Walter Winchell as the Newsboy Legion and the Boy Commandos deal with the fifth column, Nazi spies in America. And uh, this was so good. It was a ton was of fun. So it was good. great. Yes, it was very good. Yeah. Including <laughs> the, the fifth column. Uh, so th- actually, it, it, it deals with a lot of stuff. Like, you know, there was a very strong group in America that was pro, if not necessarily pro-Nazi, pro not destroying the Nazis and working with them, making money with them. The Bund. And, and uh, you know, there's a there's sly allusions to to Ford and all those companies, and and the the guy they put up as the American hero has got uh, you know uh, business icons all over his suit, like he's a NASCAR driver. It, it was it was very smart and very good, good shaking. Yeah, very good shaking. Good shaking. It looks like it features all of the characters from uh, Satellite Sam as well. That's a, that's a, that's <laughs> hey, that's his error. That's his error. That's a chicken yeah. joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, we got a double whammy of, uh, of Star Wars Corner. Yeah, uh, I at one point I thought that, uh, I don't know how to say the name, Cassian, Cassian, uh, and K2SO number one was going Cassian. to be Cassian. Cassian. Oh, Cassian. Hold on, it's Star Wars Rogue One, Cassian, and K2O special. Oh, good. K2SO if, you, if you ever wondered how K2SO came to be, now you know. Well, at one point, this was somewhat higher in the list of... I wasn't going to read it, but it was higher in the patron books. So I thought, I'll just read it and get out of the way. Um, and Did I, you read why it was high on the list? You didn't. They wanted to make me read it. Oh. Yep. I was That's hoping. the only reason why it was high on the list. Not and, who was, and who was behind that effort, Connor? Someone who's in big trouble. Don't, Someone who's in big trouble. Don't give, him, don't give him the time of day, boys. I have a question for you. I'm actually happy this is on the, on the, on the show. Yeah. Because this has been a debate around my, my office at work. Um, is this a good movie? Well, the thing is, I, the the other reason I read it was that a Dwayne Swierczynski, uh had had written. I thought, oh, he's actually pretty good, and uh, I had just watched Rogue One again because I did not enjoy it the last the first time I watched it, so I watched it again, and having paid less attention to it the second time, I liked it more. But interesting. It, if you go back to the show, we we you gave it a B minus, I gave it a B, Ron gave it a B yeah. plus, and I think upon reflection, I would drop it down to a C C minus. Wow. Yeah, I don't think wow. it's a good movie. See, because I wow. just really went for it's not for me, and it's, it it turns out it wasn't giving me what I really wanted. Um, it really does feel like you know when, when they tried to go back and explain whatever, like Spider Man One More Day or whichever one of those was, where they went back and tried to explain a thing that we didn't need explained. Yeah, Instead of right. telling more story, they just shined you a light on a quarter uh, of the story we didn't know. How did C-3PO get his red arm story? Yeah, exactly. Well, so this is another one of those. And what I did think was, eh, you know what? K2SO was maybe the most interesting character in that movie. So yeah. there's that. Um, I think Swarzynski did a really good job at the voice of the character. And it changed throughout the course of the issue because the it's a droid and stuff changed. Um, but it, I thought it was weird that it was in the comic book. I thought that's a like they're kind of giving it away in a comic book in a little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't need to read this at all. I mean, it, it, it was fine. Yeah. It was just a like Star Star Wars tale, but this is like you know this is this is explaining something that doesn't need to explain. I K K two is a is a droid that they stole from the Empire. Now he's on the Rebel side. That's all I need to know. And I don't need to know, you know, like, and that's why going back recently, I was um, a friend of mine uh, did not believe that Max Rebo was not a stage name. Oh God. <laughs> 
we got to an argument over Max Rebo's name and whether or not it was his given name. Um, and uh, Max Rebo and Ordolan. So you went back and, to Tales of the Tales Well, of the, and I said, and, and so when I said, pounds. no, no, that's his real name. He's 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 an Ordolan, and that's his name, and blah blah blah. And I gave him all his. And my friend just my friend looked at me and goes, "How the fuck do you know all this?" And I said. Tales of the Jabba's Palace, my friend, and Tales of the Bounty Hunter. And like those stories didn't explain things that you were curious about. They just told you stories about those characters to, yes. to flesh yeah. them out. It right? wasn't about how did this thing happen. It was just to tell a story with these characters. Yeah. Right. And that's the difference. Yep. Like that's how we – and they're not canon anymore, which is bullshit. But that's how we know so much about Malakili now. Exactly. Oh, Malakili. Oh, or Laxivrak. It could be they could, they could be in your heart, Josh. In your, I, canon I, in your heart. It wasn't. It, no, it is. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> There's no way. Tales from Jabba's Palace stuck with me. Yeah. Um, like it was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't offensive. I, I don't really care about those characters. So it wasn't like I, you know, like when they tell a story about young Han Solo and you're like, stop messing with that. But it definitely felt like. Also, if you're gonna tell it, like, I feel like these characters would have actually benefited more from telling a story about them rather than telling their quote unquote origin story because. His story was kind of interesting. He had a whole thing in Rogue Run where he's like, I've done bad things through Rebellion and so on. So show that. That's right there. Yep. That's tons yep. of drama. And, you know, I know I'm doing the, well, here's what you should have written. But it answered a question I didn't really have. Um, and I would like to spend more time with the two of them, but I don't really want to explain to me how. But this is number one, so I guess that maybe that's what they're going to be doing. Well, it's, is, is it it's special? Yeah, I you guess everything's special. Special is always going to be number one. Um, Ron, your, your yes. thoughts on the movie? A year later, I need, I haven't seen it, so I need to revisit it. Um, I I would I, I I'm with you in that. More recently, movies that I've rated highly, I've gone back and revisited, like Guardians of the Galaxy, and have downgraded my review. Um, I will take it as a homework assignment to go back and watch it and give you an assessment. But I still, I mean, it's gonna be hard to beat that last third of the movie. No, the last third is terrifically yeah. fun. I just think as a yeah. movie, it doesn't hold up. Also, one of the reasons why we discussed this because nobody in, in, could name any characters in the movie. Well, that 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 I said was a problem from the get go. I yeah. mean, I said that for walking There's out of no it. I said name characters. I said name name. I said name four characters from the movie. I challenged people, and they're like, "Oh, there's K two. I'm like, "Okay," and there's um, Jan, or not, or Jin, Jin, uh, Jin. Marsha. Normally, normally around three. Normally around three. Some people got a third, but then I was like, "Oh yeah, what's the what are the two guys that you love? The two the 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 I'm yeah. one with the Force guy. What's his name? Asian and just guy, blanks, and blank guy. face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Iron Man and the Asian guy. Yeah. It's a new sitcom. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they, 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 you know, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca. These are easy names. Well, to even, even, uh, even the Force Awakens. Yes. Yep. I mean, you know, Ray and and Finn are. Everyone knew their names coming yeah, out of that movie. True. Kylo no Ren, easy. Yeah. You know. Yep. That's a good point. All right. All right. Director Krennic. I hey I I like Krennic though. Don't get me. I thought he's, he's, he's very, possibly he, one of the best parts of the movie. It's very <laughs> odd for me. Like I can't yeah. put my finger. But that guy's weird in everything. Like even Bloodline, he's just weird. I can't put my finger on him. And I think that that yeah. works, but I'm not sure. Oh, by the way, the Tarkin thing was much worse the second time. I'm sure. And also the Darth <laughs> Vader voice was awful. Not because it wasn't, but it's just like that just sounds like really old James Earl Jones. It doesn't sound like Vader earlier. Yeah. Which I don't know how to get around. But there you go. Uh, Bert could fix it. Well, it's on Netflix, Ron, if you want to watch it again. All right, I'll, I'll, because I've got so much time, sure. So, very quickly, because we spent more time in there than I thought, uh, Dr. Afra, number 11, um, she's got the Jedi crystal thing that she's trying to sell to everybody, and everything goes wrong. Um, Why did it go wrong? 
uh, because the droids have turned against her, which is awesome, which then is revealed at the very end, the last page, which did make me go, yeah, and it was Darth Vader shows up to exact his revenge, yep. and I was like, this is great. I'm 100%. Kev Walker, Kev Walker is great. This yep. book is fantastic. Kieran I'm Gillen is great. 100% Murder the droids are book. great. Yeah. Yep. I was. Well. That's basically was my point. Like it, I know we keep saying it, but it has not faulted from Darth Vader into this book. Uh, it's 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 big fate, big crazy. Fun. Has not missed a step, and to nope. the point where like people are doing Doctor Afra cosplay. I know I know they were doing a contest about what character should they make into an action figure next, and Doctor Afra was on there and like was close to winning. And no, I just looked it up. She won. Yeah. So they're making a Doctor Afra action figure, and it's all from the comic. I think that's awesome. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, she's a more, I mean, to me, she's a more memorable character than any of the Rogue One characters. Yeah, agreed. And I, I do love the murder droids, but that's just, it's just Nega, C-3PO, and R2, you know, like that's, and it, it's, you know. it's It should be getting old at some point, but it hasn't quite yet. Like, I recognize, like, a, this is this is, this is is getting long in the tooth, but I'm, I still think it's funny. Yeah. Especially when they started arguing with each other, I felt like we hadn't seen that. Yep. Good stuff. Great stuff. Good stuff indeed. All right, so, as, as Ron mentioned at the top of the show... Uh, patrons over patreon.com slash fanboy can vote on a book to put into the rundown and this week they overwhelmingly picked Redlands number one from Image Comics written by Jordi Belair yeah art by Vanessa Del Rey and colors by Jordi Belair and double uh, duty double duty for Jordi I believe this is her first written work that I know of well I mean as single issue I think she wrote a short story in something right right I remember seeing that yeah series Um, one thing's for sure if there's a image number one book those patrons love it. Yeah, they do. By a fan um, so, favorite. So uh, this was a horror book. and uh, Disturbing. I, I liked the art a lot. I thought it was really, really well, looked really great. I think Vanessa that, Del Rey is somebody that's been on my radar for a couple of years now. And she kind of like, I, and I, in, in addition to first thinking that she was the pop singer, but that's someone else. Lana um, Del Rey. No, that's yeah, Marina Del Rey, right? Marina, Marina Del Rey, yeah. yeah. Marina Del Rey, yeah. Um, uh, she did Call Me Maybe, right? Del Rey Beach, Florida. Yeah. So, uh, no, but Vanessa Del Rey, is, I had my eye on her. And actually, when a couple of years ago, when they made the big, big deal about Grant Morrison doing stuff at Boom, um, in talking to the folks at Boom and Grant, or I forget who actually I talked to, whatever. But one of the things was is that Grant wanted to work with Vanessa Del Rey, who was who was at Boom at the time, right? I don't think anything came of that, or if it did, we haven't seen the likes of it yet. But um, but it was like, oh yeah, she's she's somebody to watch. And then she's kind of done other stuff that I haven't really noticed. So when I saw she was on this book. I was like, oh wow, awesome, and she was great. Yeah, the art was great. Um, yep. I think it was well written. I just don't. It's, it's not really my genre. It's not really my genre. Yeah. Um, I'll occasionally watch a horror movie, but I don't really care about horror and comics. And it, so. It, so from from what I could tell, this it takes place in 1977 in the South, right? Um, and there have been some sort of well, women she's who from were possessed. Florida. So, so women who were possessed by demons, and the book picks up where the uh, local sheriff has unsuccessfully lynched them. And now they're kind of exacting their revenge and they've set the tree on fire and everybody's holed up in the police station. And it's very, um, you know, I was trying, it reminded me of, it reminded me of witches a little bit to a certain degree in terms of the horror aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of South, a lot of, a lot of language, a lot of colorful language and then, uh, angry women. Well, they weren't really like, angry. They were, they were yeah, possessed. They were, well, you didn't see them that much, honestly. That's what I mean. Until like, the end, the very end. I was, they yeah. saw them at the very end, yeah. So. There's a lot of terrified 
terrified sheriffs and deputies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't mind the I don't mind horror comics when Scott Snyder does them. Um, I don't know why, but uh, maybe because all of his work is a little bit horror tinged, even the superhero stuff. And, and American Vampire is more. I felt more like an action movie than a horror book. But uh, this kind of horror, like like demons and possessions, and that doesn't really doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, I don't think it was quite there. I mean, like, like I, 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 I wanted to like it. I tried hard to. I don't like the genre at all. I thought, I don't know who the book was about until the very end of it. I was like, oh, it's about these women who I don't know anything about. So I didn't know what the stakes were. I didn't know who any of the people were other than like, oh, the, the sheriff people are jerks. But you also right. don't know if the women are evil. Yeah. So it's like, who, it's like, it's like well, who's, who am I rooting for here? I mean, so, you're supposed to be rooting for the women, but... I don't know about them to know if they're That's if they're being improperly persecuted or if they're evil spirits and they have a right to be the sheriff and the, his people have a right to be you know afraid of them. Like I don't know anything about it. That was part of the I, problem. I felt like I, it was it was definitely it definitely played into you don't know what's going on card very heavily. And I personally I did find myself like I read it twice because I I didn't quite know what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like I miss the fact that, and maybe this is an art thing, even though I do like Vanessa Del Rey a lot, but I miss the fact that there were rope burning on the tree. So I missed the fact that it was a lynching. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a burning tree. You know, I was like, oh, wait, okay, I see this burning. Okay, I got it. And, you know, because later in the later in the issue, they mentioned the lynching and that sort of thing. So it, it just was very, I don't say confusing, but ambiguous, maybe. Um, so. Well, I, th- I think, I mean, Somewhat user error. You missed the. <laughs> they're, they're big. The the ropes are hanging there. The I missed them. I missed them. I don't know. I missed them. <laughs> I I, I, uh, I just it wasn't quite there. Um, there's more that's coming. Maybe it worked better as a piece, but as a first issue, uh, it was a little plodding. I thought. Ratings. 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 I give Honor. it a three. I give it a th- three, three point and a half for the for the art. I'm gonna give it a four then. <laughs> No, no, I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three and a half. <laughs> 2. 2.75. Oh, all right. All right. with it. Maybe. Come on, be honest. Maybe. If it, if it comes out in a week where I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed, uh, I'll, I'll give it just because, you know, like I'll give it a shot maybe. It yeah, could, yes, it, I will stick with it. I it, will stick with it. It could have pilot issue. Yeah, exactly. That first, you know, the first, I, I'm going to read it again because I, I really want to like it. I don't like not liking it, um, but it could have a pilot issue. Pilot issue is, you know, like the, sometimes you watch the first episode of a show and it's not good because they don't know what it is yet. They don't know what they're doing yet. And that's what this feels like a little. So maybe that as you go forward, like it tightens up. I'm going to say no. Unless, unless you guys read it and say you have to read it. It got much better in second issue. Fair enough. So I'm putting it on you guys. Okay. Also, when you become a patron at patreon.com, uh, you can slash iFanboy. That's the important part. Uh, you get your own superpower at a certain level, at a $5 level. And we like to get, we give powers out every week to a couple of patrons. So thank them for being on the sh- being patrons. And so let's kick it off with Ron. So our first patron we want to thank is Lewis Williams. And Lewis Williams has a little action figure of Palpatine that when he holds onto it, he comes to life. Carry on. <laughs> well, uh, does, so, does he so have the he, full powers of like is he a jedi oh yeah no he, he's palpatine but it's only when lewis is holding him so he can shoot like li- lightning bolts or force yeah but, but lewis will quickly let go of him before it actually ha- when he starts pulling the arms up he's like oh i told you palpatine not to do that so he toys with him 
Yes. He's like, so be it, Luke. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Drops him. Yep. So he's like a human Indian in the cupboard. Yes, exactly, exactly. But only with this Palpatine. And the thing is, it's any Palpatine figure. It doesn't have to be his Palpatine figure. Like if he goes to Josh's house, he picks up his Palpatine figure and he comes to life. Does the consciousness transfer? Yes, yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's Palpatine is real. Wait, though. Does it time shift? Like if you have an episode one era Palpatine, oh, no, it's, it's not it's, the same it's, as the Return of the Jedi Palpatine. No, no, it is it is the Palpatine plucked from moments before Return of the Jedi starts. Mm. So he's oh, he's, so he's, he's super aged. confident. Yeah, he's always very confident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, huh. yeah. But but what's great about it is that Lewis is kind of he's 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 had a nice little balance of the force, so to speak, and they've got a nice little relationship now. And he's, oh, oh I'm talk? afraid I'm afraid you will be getting Mexican tonight. <laughs> Does he have to feed him? No, but he's he he, he constantly uh, comments on his life. So why would he ever um, pick him up? Because <laughs> he's because Lewis lives by himself and he's looking for a friend. Wow, I really want to so keep going with this. Can can he lift up like a car with the force? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he'd yeah, be very helpful, honestly. He could be handy what? if he, if he's on your side. That's the thing is that it took it took many many years to get Palpatine Palpatine on his side. He's oh. like Sheev. Sheev, I told you. Come on, help me out here. Do you Sheev. remember in the Zahn books, the power that they gave Palpatine was that he had like the ability to sort of coordinate the massive fleets, and that's how the Emperor Empire had. What's what? There was a word for that. There was like a term uh, for we, that. Oh, uh, we can mm. probably find it. Yeah, but. it was some force thing. So I feel like that could be useful. Does mm. Does he constantly try to turn Lewis to the dark side? Yeah. So yeah. No, that's the it's the balance. They found a nice little balance. Like uh, like like he went to Starbucks and someone was rude to him. He's like, release your anger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know they took your space. But he's got to be nice to Lewis because he really loves Kimmy Schmidt, and he wants to be able to watch it. <laughs> Damn you, Lewis! I want to see the finale. <laughs> when I is enjoy the witty take on Manhattan? <laughs> so there you go. Thank you, Lewis, and and I'm sorry. Can we do? Can all these guys have the same power? We can just keep talking about this. Sure, yeah, we totally can. Yeah, my, <laughs> mine sucks now. <laughs> anyway, Tio D. Lavranos. Tio, Tio, I believe is opening a comic book shop right now. He is. He is. In fact, like, you should all check it out. It's weeks. called Panels Cafe in San Diego. Yeah, it's coffee and. Yeah. Yeah. Panels Coffee in I want to say Carlsbad. No, it's not in Carlsbad. Is it in Carlsbad? I don't know. It's, it's between the downtown and- Oceanside. Oceanside. That's where it is. Oceanside. It's opening Oceanside. August twenty fifth and twenty sixth. So if you're in the area, go yeah. check it out. It's a coffee shop. Uh, it's a coffee sh- coffee bar comic shop. Yeah, and it's um uh they're on. I saw them on the Instagram. I guess they've been doing soft openings or whatever. I guess the grand opening is August twenty fourth or so. Yeah. Open the door anyway. quieter. It's a soft opening. Sorry. Uh, his power uh, is sandcastles. Uh, he can manipulate sand to make amazing fortifications. Uh, He's an artist, so there you go. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he makes amazing sandcastles or 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 structures, uh, things like that. Uh, oh, but can he use sand as a weapon, like the Sandman, or is he can only no, make? Castles? No, he can only make things out of it. So, like, he would have been useful, like, at Omaha Beach. Because so it's not just castles. He can he can manipulate sand into structures. Structures, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sculptures, like he could do a sculpture of you, Josh, in sand. Uh, well, I mean, the thing about it is really the structural integrity gets greatly. You know, sure, but at the end of the day, a sculpture thing. is just a structure, just in artistic sure. form. I guess yeah, he could. Yeah. 
But I mean, can anybody kind of do that? I'm talking he about doesn't amazing things with sand. Right. Like, like to the point where I would start talking to the sand and be like, "Hey, Josh, how's it going?" And be like, "Oh shit, it's one of Tio's sculptures." Yeah, yep, yeah, like that, like that. All right. Andrew B- uh, Bell, his superpower is there is no mafia. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it makes sense. He doesn't see anything or, you know, he someone could be talking about Goodfellas. He just hears nothing. He there's nothing in the book, in the newspaper. <laughs> so, is he, so is he. But he is aware of the mafia as a concept. No, or he no? doesn't because he doesn't. He's never actually seen or heard anything about it. So when he, he hears us this. talking about this, he just hears it when he says there is no. And then is like, oh, did he hits his earphones? He's like, it just blanked out. And then yep. just heard me laughing. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so like, does that uh, mean that he can live affordably in New York City because none of that surplus is being charged towards him? <laughs> No, he's constantly wondering why his garbage bill is so high. But uh-huh. uh, I mean, there is no mafia. They don't. They don't actually manipulate the garbage prices whatsoever. But I'm saying, if there was a mafia, he wouldn't be aware of it. All right. But I mean, to be clear, there is no mafia. Right. Right. Yeah. There is none. So really, his power is just reality. You, <laughs> you understand? But in the, in the 80s and 90s, when he'd read the paper in New York City, it'd be just large swaths of blank newsprint, and he'd wonder why. That's a weird <laughs> strategy. Why does everyone like this Marlon Brando guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And finally, we want to thank Chad Urban, uh, whose superpower has nothing to do with his celebrity doppelganger, Carl Urban. Uh, Chad's superpower actually sums up in one word, roller skates. Okay. He's got roller skates for feet. I think somebody's done this before. Did we do that? God damn it. <laughs> Wait, I think we I had gotta... somebody... Who manifested old roller skates? <laughs> I think. God damn it! That's why that... boogie nights. No, I just thought of roller skates for some reason. It just came, it popped into my head. <laughs> you, you blew your wad in the first one. I really did. Palpatine was great. So, oh well. Give, Sorry. Give him, a, give him a twist in the roller skate. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta mix it up. So Chad Urban's roller skates. Our, the wheels are shaped like triangles, so it's a very bumpy ride. All right. Sorry, Chad. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> Useless roller skates is what your power is. There you go. See, Email Ron and I. See, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have useless roller skates. <laughs> All right. Go to patreon.com slash ifanboy and sign up to become a patron today. And Josh, what else could they do if they want to help support ifanboy? Get over to ifanboy.threadless.com. Our t-shirt store is launched. It is a thing, as you know. Uh, we had the uh, four designs, which are our classic uh, ifanboy and Herm shirts. And, uh, of course, ratings. But also now is the if one was electro shirt, which I think is the stupidest thing we've ever done. It's it's glorious, I'm, it's, and I'm, I can't. I can tell you, I'm very happy with the with the response. I'm glad because we were we were nervous. I was nervous because it's yes. stupid. Yeah, because it's stupid, and also like the execution is a little abstract. Yep. Right, and so uh, I'm really glad to see that not only people like it, but many of you are buying it. Well, which someone is amazing. from Threadless tweeted it out, and I just thought, what is anybody going to think of that? Like I can't <laughs> even explain yeah. it. Oh, I didn't even see that. That's hysterical. <laughs> well, I, we should note that within three days of being live, it became our number three most popular shirt already. So it's yeah. the response has been huge to it. We thank everyone who's who's ordered one. Um, yeah. I, I don't think any of us expected that to happen. No, I thought it would be there would be some chuckles and yeah, but you know, here we go. Here's 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 we here we are. 
So that is an inside <laughs> joke, everyone. Uh, you can also go to ifanbo.com slash support. There you will find the link to our Amazon uh, link. And the way that that works, you may or may not remember, is if you go to that link and then you buy something from Amazon, Amazon says, you guys, you get a little piece of this. So they send that to us. It doesn't cost you a thing. It's just a really easy, uh, benign way to sort of help out the show if you just remember that as a habit. And we appreciate those of you who do. Of course, uh, you can also make direct donations uh, via PayPal uh, if you'd like to. Still, and I really can't emphasize this enough, not one eccentric billionaire has come to fund us. You know, and at this point, it's getting a little embarrassing for us. Because we, we know you're out there. That's right. The thing. And it's just like, what is what do we need to do? And the point is that nuclear annihilation is at hand. So what are you holding all that money for? It's, a, exactly. it's an excellent point. I'm this close to just buying everything I want. <laughs> and just figuring, oh, well, you know, hopefully UPS gets here. Um, or, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash ifanboy. We are a little more than $500 away from... No, actually, no, it's got to no, be less little, than that. Little, little more than $400 away at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've gotten forward yeah. $400 away from a non a regular non-comics media podcast. Uh, you've already seen the benefit of this happening in the past with the t-shirts that are now available. And, of course, the Talksplode and Booksplode shows that have come back. There's the, the monthly hangout uh, that is live, and then patrons can also ac- access that later. Um, those shows are all really fun. It's just it's 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 more of us... Uh, doing this thing we do um, it's looser if you can believe it yeah. yeah there's things that have been said in the hangout that I've been like we're not saying that but you said it anyway so that's 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 kind of what you can expect so again over to patreon.com slash ifanboy we thank everybody who has uh, taken a little bit of time and a little bit of money uh, to help support the show it's, it's fantastic thanks All Josh right, well, why don't you read the email Larry from Ireland has a short question. He's been wondering since ye... He wrote ye. I didn't write that. Since ye started the podcast. Oh, no. No, I didn't. That's all I did. It's just just his sentence. Okay, good. What is Herm in reference to? Did I miss something? So this is reference to the t-shirts. And we should note that he he spelled Herm H-E-R-M as in Herm Winningham. Uh, (laughs) So. I think you missed Watchmen, Larry. Yep. Yep. Um, the greatest Herm is modern the most comic fam- book story of all time. Herm is the most famous line of dialogue from the most famous comic book. Herm. Uh, Herm. And um, not only that, but it's also one of the greatest terms when you've got not, when you don't know what else to say. Herm. Herm. So the character uh, of Rorschach um, will occasionally become stymied by something, and in, in response of having nothing to say, his little dialogue bubble will just say H U R M. Um, Which you could take as a word, or you could take as sort of a vocal, like, like I that. Took, I took it as that, yeah. 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 But mm-hmm. it's also just Herm now. Herm. Uh, we turned it into a t-shirt. Dave Gibbons, the artist and co-creator of Watchmen, has one of those t-shirts and enjoys it. Was very thankful. Thought yeah. it was awesome. So uh, it was Jackie Earl Haley, who took two of them. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> who played Rorschach in the movie. Say that again. Who did he play in the movie? I, Rorschach. I like that this is just the correction, uh, the pronunciation correction, correction edition. We were just pedants. We're just horrible, annoying people to be around. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I, Larry, I got a better a question for, for Larry from Ireland. If you've been listening since we started in 2005, how two, – two questions. I'm sorry. I'm a Columbo. I got two questions. Uh, uh, one more thing. One, one, one question is if you've been listening since when we started, how did you not pick up on that over the past 12 years? And then two, why did it take you 12 years to ask us? Because he was thinking about it, and I applaud him for it. <laughs> okay, good. I think it's because we, right we, 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 we went off on the Herm shirts last week. 
And yeah. uh, and uh, this email came in a couple of days after the show, so I assume yeah. it's because of that. But it's a good question because we did when they we we did launch those shirts originally, you know, five years ago, whatever it was. We did go into into depth about it, so it is confusing. Yeah. But maybe you missed those shows. Maybe it's possible. Anyway, so there so there you go, Larry Herm Watchman. Go reread Watchman, and then you'll then then you'll understand. So, um, if you got a question, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Uh, be sure to include your name, where you're from, how long you've been thinking about the question, and if you want, you can send an MP3 with audio if you want to hear if you want us to hear you asking your question. But please keep those short to thirty seconds. Send that all to contact at ifanboy.com. They're really good at telling us how long they've been thinking about it, and I don't ever want it to stop. Me either. Uh, you can also go and listen to the other podcasts in our feed. Uh, most recently, there was the Books Below the Street Angel Gang by Jim Rugg and Brian Maruka. Uh, and, of course, there was another show on uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm by the Animation Brain Trust, which was re-released uh, in Blu-ray and DVD form. Um, you can you can hear the – is it you, Connor, Me and Paul? Paul and Paul. Me, Paul, and Ryan. Ryan, yeah. The, that's the Animation yes. Brain Trust. Because um, I listen. And we have a uh, new show coming out from the Animation Brain Trust. Batman and Harley Quinn comes out at the end of the month on August 29th. So that will be happening probably the beginning of September sometime. And before that, though, we're going to have the Defenders show because the Defenders comes out on Netflix next week, next weekend. So we'll be jumping on that as quickly as we can. Only, only eight episodes. So it should be coming out sooner rather than the 13. Well, unless so it's I- awful. Uh, hopefully <laughs> knock on wood I'm very excited Mike Coulter back in my life finally um, and finally you might have noticed this is episode 597 which means that episode 600 is just around the corner Oof. Just so there you go 600 of these suckers uh, so mark your calendars uh, Labor Day weekend in the United States. Uh, I believe we're, we're zeroing in on the exact date looking to be September 2nd we're going to be doing an all email show we're going to be taking all of your questions we're going to talk about the pick of the week that week and then answer just your questions for hours so please email your questions to contact at ifanboy.com and make sure you mark 600 in the subject so we know to flag them we're going to try to get as many questions as we can larry and i are from ireland as well as anybody else has been listening for all these years know that on these hundredth anniversary episodes we get saucy so uh you're going to want to tune in saucy and sauce but right now we are we're aiming at september 2nd Saturday night. At Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern uh, to do the live hangout. So it'll be available to all people. It'll be like we do normally with these big shows. You can come watch. Uh, hopefully no one passes out on the show. September 2nd, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And 600 episodes would be a really wonderful time to celebrate our next goal on Patreon. So if you're on the fence... If you've been thinking about becoming a patron, we're doing a lot of work for you guys. It would be great to hit that next goal by September 2nd. So if you're if you're thinking about it, just a dollar, a dollar a month. That's all you need to do. Um, take the plunge. Go to patreon.com slash ifanboy. But uh, we will have the, the post for the live stream on ifanboy.com as well as on Patreon. So you can get it anywhere that you want to find it. So there you go, Josh. Plug away. Cool. I, I did a show up. I did a guest spot on the Great Albums podcast talking about Dinosaur Juniors are living all over me. You can find that at the Great Albums uh, podcast uh, if you look it up on um, I, uh, iTunes or anything like that. Or they have a website. Um, but it was really fun. They had me on. I talked for like two hours about it. So that's yeah. a long time. Uh, it's, it's always great to hear someone talk about their midlife crisis. Yep. That's, yeah. that's sort of – that was sort I, of it. I like, how you're, I like how you're wearing it like a badge of honor. That's good. Well, as I realized that that's what's happening and I was like, well, as long as I stay in front of it, it won't get out of hand. 
Yeah, and honestly, it's better than divorcing your wife and buying a sports car. So well, I think you're in, I think you're in better shape. So yeah. I can't afford that. Uh, um, <laughs> and also check out Damn Fine Podcast at damnfinepodcast.com. That's my other podcast that I do with Tom Merritt, where we're talking about Twin Peaks. It is almost over. That will be ending the same weekend as iFanboy number six hundred. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna <laughs> it's have a, a big great, weekend. It's a big weekend. I got a two-hour uh, finale on September 3rd, so it's going to be good times. But uh, we had Rick Remender on recently. We had Gabe Hardman. We just had Karina Becko um, on this past episode. Uh, so please go to Damn Fine Podcast. Check it out if you're into Twin Peaks. Um, and much like our other podcast, Goodfellas Minute, it, it will continue to be there. So if you ever feel like watching Twin Peaks and you haven't, you can go back and, and watch along with us uh, as we analyzed every episode of the entire run. So. And head over to ifanboy.com. That's where you can find this show. You can find our books blowed and our talks blowed. Talks blowed this month, right, Josh? Yeah. There's been discussions. Yep. You can, <laughs> you can find all those shows at ifanboy.com. You can also like us at Facebook at facebook.com slash ifanboy and follow us on Twitter at ifanboy. That's where you can find what the pick is before the show comes out. And you can follow us individually at Jay Flanagan at Ronixo on Twitter, Instagram, and at CS Patrick on Instagram. And if you like this show, make sure you get over to iTunes, which I previously mentioned. Uh, and you can rate or review the, the uh, show or just read through them because there's that. Um, did you, you guys talked about one last week, didn't you? That's what I got. I heard tell of. Talked about what? One of the rate reviews or something like that. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you weren't supposed to. You weren't supposed to know any of that. None yeah, of it. By the way, thank you so much for all the nice things you said about me. Better yet, tell your friends about us. I know that you want to hear what I have to say about art. So I hope I didn't disappoint you this week. Uh, let people know. Uh, about the show if they ask about it share it on social media do stuff like that we always appreciate it um, and, and, and remark it and thank you for that when you do and that'll do for 597 alright that's it so until next time I'm Ron I'm Connor and I have useless roller skates <laughs> dush, dush, dush. you made him a super villain he's a super villain now Ron yep. dunk. Dunk. dunk dunk you can hear him coming a mile away <laughs>